So welcome to this episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. I am so excited that we are joined today by someone who is dear and near to my heart, uh, my friend, a fellow coach, an amazing, amazing human being, Samantha Lane. Hi, Samantha. Hello. How you doing, girl? Great. Good. So I want to sort of properly introduce her, even though I know I'm not going to do a good enough job. But Samantha is the originator of the Origami Day Time Management System. She is an executive coach, an amazing human being. She does trainings for major corporations all over the country and internationally. But I want you to know that you are in for a real treat. You're going to hear some some real real uh, because Samantha has been through some stuff and we're going to get to know her a little bit better and just find out how she came to bring Origami Day to life out of a, a just a commitment to be of service to people. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm excited. All right, girl. Yay. Welcome. So tell me a little bit about Samantha just for the listeners because I have the blessing of knowing you already, but let's just, um, let's throw it out there. So yeah, and that's the, I think that's the fun part of this particular podcast is because I do know you so well and you've been such an important part of my personal journey. So I'll try to um, remember that I'm I'm also addressing all of your wonderful listeners and not just you in this. But um, yeah, uh, your question was introduce myself. Who am I? Um, who, is, who, is, who is Samantha? <laughs> well, I am a reformed workaholic and I now use my passion for efficiency to try to help other people to be present in their lives while still being productive. Something that I didn't know you could do once upon a time and through a crazy series of events now understand that you can be present and productive and that it's up to each of us to sort of seek that out. So that's what I hope to inspire in people and one day spark a much larger culture shift if I'm lucky enough to do so. I love that. And I love that. And and one of the things that I that really drew me to you, Samantha, from the from the first minute that we met was just your passion to really bring that message to people. Uh, just from a place of listen, guys, we get to do it differently. Uh, we don't have to do it the mm -hmm. way everybody out there is doing it. So tell me a little bit about or tell the listeners a little bit about what sparked that for you? What, what was it? Was it, was it a, that aha moment that came to you that you mm -hmm. said, listen, something's got to shift here. Yeah. So it's interesting. I love, and I like calling it passion versus like soapbox rants because I think sometimes <laughs> I get so passionate about the importance of us living that, uh, I fear sometimes that I, uh, I don't want to come off as preaching to people. So I'm, I'm really glad it comes off as passion. Yes, um, passion. so yeah, I'll take you back to sort of the origin story of, of the new version of Samantha Lane. Um, I'll acknowledge past me was a little bit of a reactive nature, tornadic at times. Mm -hmm. She, uh, couldn't always get it together. was always kind of taking on too much, not setting boundaries, zero self-care, uh, uh, people would say, oh, well, you love working. Or my family would say, oh, well, if you're not too busy. And perhaps my ambitious nature got the best of me. And I, I ventured into this, you know, work before life. And it's easy for many of us to do. And I think our society and our culture only further emphasizes that. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2014, I had to have my chest cut open. 
and it was a planned surgery. It affects a chest wall deformity that left my sternum sitting on my heart and made it very difficult for me to breathe. So um, with all the information I had, it made sense for me to have the corrective surgery and hope to live a better and healthier life. Um, so I planned to be out of commission for four weeks. Um, I had a good support system. When I say I planned, I, I did really work on who's going to take my dogs out, who's going to feed my husband. Um, but what I couldn't have planned for was all the complications. And I just had some really, really intense complications, um, you know, that included losing the ability to use my left arm and having a massive staph infection in my chest, um, not to freak people out, but it was such a blessing in that when you talk about an aha moment, mm -hmm. it wasn't really one thing because the complications were so continuous. Um, it was more of the whole experience became this moment of just undeniable misprioritization that I was doing it all wrong and that life is so fleeting and so precious. And it was sort of this, this decision to, to put my life above all else, to put my relationships and the things that mattered um, above the need to work. And I do say need, I do feel mm -hmm. like I should go ahead and clarify. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not someone who says, Hey, let's all quit our jobs and just, right. you know, lay around having picnics all day. Right. Um, I married a fireman. I sealed my fate to work forever. So I, I, I understand we don't all have the ability to just not work. So really it, it really drove me to discover and, and essentially create a way to live a wonderful life while still being able to eat food. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And, so, and and as you're there, and how long did the did this supposedly four week recovery? What did it turn into with all the complications? Oh, I mean, I don't think I've ever actually calculated. I've, I've, I've not been the same. Like I'm right. better, but I can't right. say like I'm not back to the benchmark. And unfortunately, I'm not better than I was. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I got through the hardest part was really, I'd say, a good six months. Wow. And um, the hardest, hardest part was probably three months. Okay. The extended hardest part was six months. Right. The, right. the, okay, I think I'm finally on the other side of it was probably almost a full year. But the reality is I'm five plus years later and I still have you know, not just the emotional eye-opening benefits of lingering from that surgery, but some physical lingerings from that surgery. Right. Because I'm wondering when there's, when there's that much time in between, especially when the expectation and as a planner and as someone who wants to have everything in order, uh, like you said, who's going to take out my dogs, who's going to feed my husband sort of mm -hmm. thing, um, where you're just, okay, buddy, let's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to teach you some stuff here. Um, as you're laying there, as you're probably thinking, am I ever going to get movement back in mm -hmm. my, is this staph infection going to get the best of me? All, all those things that, that we go through when we're in a crisis that we just didn't plan for. Can you take me through, I don't know how you don't have to get super personal, but, but just take me through what that did as far as the shift because I think a lot of us take it for granted. And I oh, know, yeah. Yeah. So really the, the thing that was so powerful during that time was the forced and glaring perspective. My day was no longer 
wake up, get to work, fight the traffic. Am I presentable for my meeting? Is Are all my ducks in a row for my, my projects? Like, am I ready? Have I sent that email? Like this harried state that my days tended to be in, it went, that went away because suddenly none of that actually mattered in terms of my day. And I don't mean to disrespect work. Job love is a thing. And I love helping people find that. But for me, it was, is my incision opening up today? Like, can I use my arm? Will my fever break 105? Like what? Like, you know, like not not to get too graphic and freak people out. um, My goal is always to give people these, the epiphany that I had without them having to have such an intense experience. Right, right. But when that's what you're dealing with, and I understand now people who have these health episodes that completely turn their whole apple cart upside down where they have to rebuild because the emails and the to-do list and the minutia, suddenly you're like, who cares? Like, am I going to make it to dinner? Like, am I going to be able to open my eyes again tomorrow? And thankfully there were like, there were some really intense moments in my recovery, but for the most part, I wasn't knocking on death's door the whole time. Mm -hmm. It was enough though, to show me, my God, I've done this wrong. Like this isn't what we're here for. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, and I think you said the perfect word is that perspective, you know, that gift of perspective that we don't always have, you know, I have a, a a dear friend who is, who is, you know, was battling cancer and he just went, didn't even need to have a colonoscopy and went in and, and, you know, stage four, and he's fortunately fought through it and, and, and come out on the other side, but it's still something that's lingering. And, and we had lunch not too long ago and he says, you know, I'm terminal and, and he's younger than I am. He's, you know, early fifties. And, and I said, Steve, we're all terminal. Oh, we are. Uh, yeah. We're all terminal. The, the, the difference is that you have the blessing of knowing and and having it stare at you, and now you're doing everything different. And and I said, and I'm not convinced this is the only time that God has tried to teach me this lesson. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think you know, but I yeah. mean, I've also like lost loved ones suddenly and uh, broken my back. I mean, like things happen in my life, right. like, and I just think I wasn't listening. And God was like, "Listen, girl, yeah. like, it, the, yeah. you can't run away from this one. Like, yeah. you, yeah. this is what you need to know." And I'm yeah. so thankful. And the hard part too is then, then because it's so glaring to me, sometimes I struggle with remembering, oh wait, everyone hasn't had that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talk about the passion. I hope to convey through that passion that people should value their time Mm -hmm. as much as I now value my time. But when they, when I feel like there's a disconnect and people can't see it, it's so sad to me. Right. Right. And I think that's, that's the thing. And, and a lot of times, and, and as coaches and as speakers, especially when we meet so many people, um, there's, at the beginning for me, there was like this sense of frustration. Like, do you not see the potential that you have? And, and it can't just be obvious to me. Like, let's do something here. Let's, let's take this gift and let's take these talents and let's get you where you want to be. Um, did you, did you struggle with that initially? When you with helping other people realize with helping this? other people realize, listen, I, oh. I don't have to go through this to, to understand. I struggle with it all the time. So just uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did a training and, um, and I don't want to go too far down a, a different tangent, but there mm-hmm. were, there were two reasons that that particular training was difficult. 
Um, you know, a lot of times I go and I work with, with companies and I walk away and I'm like, all right, I helped. And everyone's response is this is helpful. Um, I recently did a training and I walked away and I thought oh, that was, that was tough. It was a tough crowd. Mm-hmm. And the biggest reason that it was a tough crowd is, um, one, I'm a young woman. And so I think there's an automatic, what does she know? <laughs> like she's useful. Like surely I don't think people understand, right. um, the experiences that I've had. And I think the old soul that yeah. is within me in, in my, you know, youthful age, yes. um, so I think that didn't help because it was a room of older gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is be- because of that, uh, and maybe, maybe that was a big reason, but, but they, I almost felt like they didn't believe me. Like I was telling them, listen, you can be present and productive. You can crush it at work and still eat dinner with your kids. You can still go to their baseball games. You can still do all this. And these, these men, I felt just like, couldn't even hear it. Wow. They just like, it, and so, yeah, I still struggle with it all the time. That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I just was like, please, please, I promise, just trust me, just give it a try. What is, what do you risk losing? Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you try it and it doesn't work, like what's the worst that happens versus if you try it and oh my gosh, suddenly you're living in your life. Right. It's just, right. it's hard. And it's, it's hard when I, you know, I walked away from that experience. And one of my clients that I worked with for the last few years, um, he's the one who sort of brought me into that particular training and he wasn't available. He got flu, couldn't be be present there. So when we talked afterwards, he's like, I'm just, I'm so saddened to hear that. I wish I could have been there and advocate and show people that I'm a success story and that it really works. But it's just, sometimes people just, they're too scared. We're so conditioned yeah, and people don't realize that, that taking your life back, um, it, it can be, counterculture. Right, right. And and I think that's a lot of times, and we've spoken, and, and what I love about, and I think the reason you and I connected is, is how easy it is for us to think big and how easy yeah. it is for us to realize like, listen, this is, this is a movement, this, we can change, we can change mm-hmm. people. This is, it's starting here and it, and it, and it grows. Talk to me a little bit, Samantha, and I want to get into Origami Day because I know that part of the reason why you created and I want you to share that was just coming from this place of let, let, let's simplify it and let me put it in your hand so that you can see that this is possible. Um, but talk to me a little bit about what you see with what you want to do on a community level and then at the state level and at a global level of just helping people understand and recapture their mm-hmm. lives. And I think we always think things are impossible until we prove that they're not. And then it just becomes so easy. Of course that exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To sort of bring back um, some pieces from a previous conversation you and I had, mm-hmm. I, um, I think I'm so thankful for the gifts that God has blessed me with. Mm-hmm. And I think one of those is an exceptionally strategic mind. Yeah. And I always approach a problem and I instantly see the starting point, understand the end point, and thankfully can usually pretty quickly discern some reasonable steps in between. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that I love doing with people is helping them in terms of planning for goals and planning to reach certain things is where are you right now? Where are you going? And what are those steps? And I know you are so good at that too. And I know you understand and appreciate that. So, so to answer your question, I see where I'm standing right now. And I'm standing in a sea of people who are walking one direction and I am starting to walk the other way. Right. Um, 
And I see the, the top of that staircase where I'm trying to get is where the, the whole crowd has turned. We've gotten everyone to start walking in the same direction and everyone's happier and we're saying hello to our neighbors and, mm-hmm. and we're just living this life that is, um, and I don't want to sound overly dreamy and touchy feely, mm-hmm. which you know is not really how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we could just turn everyone around and all start walking in a, in a slightly different direction where we're still doing what needs to be done, but we're doing it from a different place because we're not running on empty all the time and we're not you know, frazzled and reactive. We're living proactive and intentional lives. And so I see that being, um, I've made the commitment to doing it, which is step one. And I'm slowly helping other people to see that they can do this. And right now this is coming from the the companies that I work with, the individuals that I work with, one almost kind of like one person at a time, having the light bulb, having the epiphany, changing their lives, and and then that's hopefully spreading. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that it spreads and spreads, and that that more people can can acknowledge that Origami Day had an influence in them living a better life, and then and then it grows. And then, and then more people are able to be present and productive. And, and before, you know, it, it's the norm. It's right. not, it's not um, the counter, right? It's the norm. Right. Is that your question? Does that make sense? Yes. A hundred percent. And that's exactly um, what I wanted to hear because that's the only way to shift is, is, is sort of to to empower them. And I love that these major corporations, and I know you've worked with universities as well, they're seeing the importance of this now. Okay. Yes. Um, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Employee turnaround and 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 everything that's happening out there in the corporate world. If you could just bring in that layer of the humanness and looking at the team members holistically, where you can empower them to listen. Mm-hmm. Let's let's it balance that work life. It doesn't even have to be that touchy feely because I think a right, lot of times employers right. have a hard time justifying certain workplace wellness and wellness initiatives because it's hard for them to see the ROI on mm-hmm. oh I'm giving this person healthier snack choices. What does that really equate to? I mean, reality is it equates to dollars right. in healthcare. But right. what also happens is when when employers start acknowledging work life balance, especially in the framework of productivity and time management, then then I'm not only helping employees and, and my philosophy and and again I'm not the only one out here doing this. I'm doing it my way, but but people mm-hmm. like me. Um, we're not only helping the employer to retain that employee, which side note, losing an employee costs up to 60% of that employee staff to rehire. So right there is very clear savings. But what, what I also really focus on is how do we help those employees not only to have more resiliency in the workplace and longevity in the workplace, how do we help them to be also physically healthier. So again, we're reducing that those healthcare costs. How am I helping an employee to create create a strategic um, plan for their week that gets them their 40 hours or whatever that may be of work and also helps them to go to the gym or be active or have time to meal prep for healthy lunches. Mm-hmm. And then even more of, of that benefit to the employer is I am teaching them how to do more with less time. That's yes. ultimately what it boils down to. Like the reality is time is finite. We we only have so much of it and we can't make more. So, so much of my emphasis is, well, then what do we need to do to get 50 hours of work done in 40 hours a week? Right. And there are ways to do that. And that's what I really love to focus on yeah. is, hey, now employer, I've helped your people last longer. 
I've helped save you money because they're healthier people mm-hmm. and they're executing at a higher level. And right. that's what I'm, I'm so thankful that I've had a, a great group of employers that got behind it in the beginning and that it's spreading and the culture, I think the, the lower our unemployment rates get, the more companies are saying, Hey, let's, let's get on board with this. Not to mention just younger, you know, the younger workforce millennials really care about work life balance. There's just, there's too many reasons that right. companies right. Right. Can and should get behind this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think you, you sort of hit the nail on the head because we talk a lot about, about productivity, but really the efficiency of that productivity is, is, is key. And I know we've talked about it before and we're talking about, you know, on the corporate level and they'll bring you in and, and the ROI is very, very clear. Um, not that I, I know you focus more on impact, but when they hire you, they want to see that ROI. So it mm-hmm. becomes very evident and they always call you back because I know you, you always get repeat trainings and, and they bring mm-hmm. you in or somebody will be there and they'll bring you in to do another, another team or another department. Mm-hmm. But what I love, and we've had this conversation before is how it's affecting the families of the oh people gosh, yeah. that get their life back. Tell me a oh, little can bit I tell about, you a, yeah, yeah, please. I want to tell you a great story on that. Yeah. I did a training not too long ago. And, um, one of my big takeaways for people is every Friday, you should make a plan for the next week. Mm-hmm. So, um, a female business owner and, um, her, her company did this training and she sent me a picture a couple weeks later and it was uh, like a patio happy hour session that she and her husband do, she came home and told him about the planning. He loved it. And they now use it as sort of like a bookend to their work week. They sit down, they share a glass of wine or a pint of beer and they plan and they just sort of get on the same page and reconcile their weeks and get ready for the next week as a couple. And I loved it. And it made me so happy when I heard that story. And when I saw that picture, I was like, that's, that is it. Like they're, And so that is encouraging because then I'm like, okay, the the ripple out is happening. The ripple, exactly, exactly. And I know that you're very intentional with your husband as a couple uh, and you you plan and you do. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys do together and how you are turning that into something that you're going to bring people Mm -hmm. and add value to their lives with your plans to to work in that space as well. Yeah. So, um, I joke often that my husband was one of the like big factors in me starting this business because he's one of the worst time managers I've ever <laughs> met. So it really is great to see his progress as a, as a individual who is mm-hmm. now becoming more proactive and less reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his defense, he, he does work, you know, as a fireman, it, it can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I work a lot with people in a sort of white collar professional world. But because of him, he's really taught me how can I also serve some of our people who are in more of a blue collar environment, Mm -hmm. a non-traditional Monday through Friday. So that's really nice that he's sort of helped me to to create value for people who aren't just a Monday through Friday work environment. Um, but with that, because of his, his job and my life and all, just all of our, our stuff, we at times found that we were like two ships in the night. It was really difficult to get on the same page. And so several years ago, um, I convinced him that we needed to go on a marriage retreat and he's like, you're crazy. I'm not doing this. 
And I was like, no, just hear me out. Like, it'll be fun. Like, and, uh, I tried to tell him like, we can have sessions where we, um, where we understand each other's planning styles and communication styles. And, and I, at the time, uh, this was when, before I started my business, when I was with an employer who was really supportive of professional development. So I knew my Myers-Briggs, my strength finder, my disc, Mm -hmm. my color, all that stuff. And I knew it for my, uh, my work team and my work husband, but then I'd wow. go home and I wouldn't have that same level of cohesiveness and teamwork with my life partner. Right. And I thought that was absurd. So that's why I had the idea like, Hey, let's do this. Let's essentially take these kinds of trainings and this, this approach to teamwork and apply it to our romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, I eventually convinced him to give me four hours that included brunch and a session at our local public library. And that is, that was where it started. And he actually found such value in it. We had content sessions that included, you know, financials and, um, sort of calendar planning, what are our vacations, big projects on the house. And anyway, long long story short, we then continued to do that at least once a year, sometimes twice a year in a large capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also have what we call planning sessions where we sit down with either, you know, a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and just sort of sync up and recalibrate. And that, that experience has been so helpful to help us walk in the same direction in life that it is a program that's releasing this month from Origami Day called Planning with Your Partner. Mm -hmm. And it's not just to get you on the same page with your um, life partner, but it also applies to work partnerships and just really to help two different directions sync up and walk in the same direction um, and be on the same page. I love it. I love it. Oh. Yeah, we've come a long way from the public library. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And I, and I just love that you that you're so intentional about it and you make the time and through all these years you've been able to do that. Um but but the proof is in the pudding as they say. I mean, the evidence oh, yeah. is there. You're both aligned, you're both doing things, you're both doing things individually, doing things together. I just I just love it. I love it. That was one of the things that that I was super excited about when we talked about you bringing this to 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 help people understand the power mm-hmm. that is in planning with your partner. So, Origami Day. I know you guys, you've heard it a few times during our conversation. Um Start start from where the name came from and what it is. And guys, I'm not going to give it away, but the most beautiful planners you have ever seen in your life, and I am a planner girl, old lady, whatever, um, <laughs> is Samantha Lane's Origami Day Planners. Okay, go. Okay. Okay. So the Origami Day origin story. So yeah. So during my recovery, I searched for tools that helped me. I would go to Target every day, pretty much on my lunch spot and like, or lunch break and like scour the aisles, look at everyone's planner. I was on a mission to find the magic bullet, like the tool that was going to give me work-life balance. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't find it. Um, And so I tried, I just tried different things. And one day I was very lucky where I actually had scratch piece of paper and was just sort of planning, like really just trying to get all the intensity out of my head and into uh, something I could work with. And that was essentially the the first time I created what has now become the folding weekly planning sheet. And so that is a weekly time management tool that's designed to help you plan a whole week in advance and then you fold it down. So you're only looking at one day at a time. Obviously I have mine right here with me because it's never too far from me. And so um, that, that was 
product number one. And that really just revolutionized my world and changed my life. And, um, I sought a companion product for that, um, in a month view calendar, long, lots of reasons why I'm a big believer in month view planning. Um, but I could not find a calendar in a notebook in one. I searched and searched and searched and my options were custom make one. Um, or maybe there was a calendar that had like two note pages for the year. Anyway, I eventually just started making my own planner books because I needed it and it didn't exist. So I would take, um, a book, like a notebook and just write a 15 month calendar into it and just use that. And so I used that for a few years until finally the system was just so effective. I, I decided I needed to make it a business and start selling it to other people. And that along with the philosophy was really going to help people to join me on this mission to a better life. And so the reason I ultimately called it origami day is because that first piece of paper, um, the start of it all, the cornerstone, um, is a folding piece of paper and the Japanese word for, um, beautiful fold origami is a Japanese word for folding paper. And my family is Japanese. I grew up in a Japanese American home. It had such an influence on me and I felt like it was just too much of a, a godsend and a way to pay respect to my ancestors to call it origami day. And so that's, that's ultimately where it came from. And I still, I, I'm so lucky that I worked with someone who helped me create a beautiful logo. And that when I see the logo and I see the business name, it still just sparks joy in me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, and, and Samantha, I know you're in retail stores and retail locations with the planner. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something that you incorporate in your training as well, because I know for, yes. because it helps with the, it's just all under the same umbrella beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so so when I first started the business, I thought it was going to be all about the products. And I thought that would be direct to consumer and through retailers. And I just thought that's the business I'll run. It's not time for money. It's that's enough. People just need that. But because the products are so intentionally different, I realized that they needed more of the me component. And so over the course of the first year or so of the business, I became much more of a, um, a resource with the tools. So it went from the products came first and then I followed behind to help fill the gaps to now um, most, most of the products I'd say are actually sold from experiences that people have with the services. So coming to a workshop, um, having coming in with an employer, being at a presentation, hearing a keynote, those kinds of things now tend to um, sell more products than the retail partners right. do. Right. Just because people, I think, understand it more. Because right. again, it is intentionally different. Like, and I've had so many people give me feedback of, oh, why don't you do this or why don't you do this? And ultimately, I, I listen to all customer feedback. Great things have happened with the products by by listening to my customers, mm-hmm. um, just in their evolution. But I also make sure that sometimes people suggest something that would actually make it exactly the same planner yeah. that someone else is selling. <laughs> and so I try very hard to stick with like, right. no, it's different on purpose. The color right. is the way it is. The, the closure is the way it is. Like, you know, as again, as a female, I feel like because I care about my appearance, because I like having fashionable things in my world, it became already just like a hole to dig out of when I was mm-hmm. working with men, no offense, not all men, but like sometimes that became a burden. And so the last thing I felt like I needed was a girly planner. And I swear they're all over the place. So it was really important for me to make a planner that was 
empowering for women and also appealing to men because men don't have the same resources for time management as women do. And so ultimately the aesthetics of the products are really important to me because I want to empower women and appeal to men so that all of us together are going down this, this road. I love it. I love it. And it really is just a, a beautiful system because it's an entire, really, really an entire system. Yeah. So that's, that's great, Samantha. Thank you for, for sharing that, especially the way that it started. Uh, I, I attended an event that Samantha did at a coffee shop, a packed house, a beautiful venue. And, and she shared the planner with, with those in the audience and really shared her story and the way, and people were just eating it up. I mean, it, it was just, it was amazing, amazing. And I love seeing the success that you've had with it because I know that it came from a place of, let me just help you. Let me just help you regain mm -hmm. control of your life, really of, of your life and your time, like you say. So Samantha, mm -hmm. what, is, what is on the calendar for the rest of 2020. It's a great year. I know you've had a great start. I know you've got a bunch of trainings and speaking engagements, which is so exciting. Yeah. So um, every year I make a word of the year um, and I'll, I'll share some passwords that come to mind. Um, simplicity was early on after the surgery, which was a huge factor in the, the way that I started managing my time. Um, Kaizen, Japanese word for mm -hmm. continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. um, faith, keeping the faith. I think faith was my word the year that I um, met you Yes, yes and just letting faith be a big part of my life. And my year for my word for 2020 is growth. Mm. And I believe that, you, you know, what is ahead for this year, what's on the calendar. Um, since starting this business, I mean, there's ups and downs as a, as any business or anyone in life, you, we all live in this sort of, some days are good, some days are bad. Thankfully, right. a lot of days in between are pretty mundane. Right. Um, but I, I am very excited to see the support around my efforts as a coach, as a speaker, as a consultant. I'm very thankful to see the support of the products. Um, just this year alone, our like planner sales have 2020 planner sales are now at this number of 2018 and 2019 combined, which wow. is a huge amount. Yeah. So that's I love huge. It. I love it. I love it. So, um, so I say that to say, um, I want to do more and give more and, and I'm serious when I say, I want to help you. I just sent a follow-up email today from a presentation and I literally wrote in that email. I really want you to succeed. I want right. to help you. So please let right. me know how I can yeah. help you. Yeah. And so, um, so my goal for this year is to help more, um, seeing different clients and in, in different corners of the country, providing more resources for people who aren't physically near me, expanding customers ask for an accountability program. So I made it. And so mm -hmm. it exists now. So I people for it. a monthly fee can have touch points to help them stay on track. Um, businesses requested more goal planning. So I've established essentially a workbook to help customers uh, take, let's just say an annual revenue goal and boil it down to what do we do each quarter, each month and each week to hit right. that. Right. And so I've really worked on just um, listening it, and making sure there's depth to the business mm -hmm. and that there are services that that give people what they're asking for while still staying true yeah. to the business. Um, and so my plan is just to reach more to 
um, to share the story, to, to share the mission and just help more people to shape their time for a real work-life balance. Um, <laughs> so that's sort of the, the agenda on the agenda for 2020. I love it. Oh, almost the tribe. Almost nothing, right? But, uh, but yeah, like, you know, yeah. But one of the things the that points. I, yeah, what, one of the things that I really love about you, Samantha, on top of that, she's like freaking amazing. Like, if you <laughs> have a chance, you got to go hiking with this girl. But, but one of the things that I really love is that you're so impact driven. Um, your bottom line is always impact. It's it's not the money. It's not yes, all that stuff is important. But you're so impact driven that you go and you create. Especially since you're coming from such a place of expertise in your field, you you know it so well. You you study you've studied it so well, and you are conveying the message so well with great results to your clients that you're able to curate whatever they need. Like you talked mm -hmm. about the goal setting, you talked about the accountability and, and that's just part of who you are as a person because you're there to serve and you want to make sure that the results at the end, not because they're going to call you back, but because of the ripple that you mentioned earlier, you want to make mm -hmm. sure that that is sustainable. You want to make sure that that, and I know that, that that's your, where your heart is, um, which I think is, is a big part of what sets you apart from anybody else who might be talking about something similar. And I, I just love you for that because I know that, that, it's, that it's being received. I know that the people that you work with, your clients, uh, from the consulting, from the coaching end and from the training end, they're receiving that. And, and it's, it shows in, in the responses that you're getting. Thank you. That's so encouraging. Yeah. And so it's, I just, you know, I think, uh, I think when you and I first met too, I was in this place of like, um, realizing I was the last person to know myself, that um, how other people knew me and saw me was a little bit disconnected from, I guess, my assessment of myself. Right. And so it's, it's encouraging. And, you know, you've helped me in that journey to understand that, um, that the time that my customers spend with me is well spent. Mm -hmm. And that even my worst day, I'm still delivering such quality to them. And that's so encouraging. And, and I, I take it all, um, again, and you know, I'm a person of high faith. I believe that mm -hmm. this is right. just what I'm here for. I mm -hmm. think all the time, like I'm the boots on the ground. Right. Um, one of my favorite things that I heard um, at a, a church service once that's like stuck with me as sort of a, a pre-presentation uh, metaphor is always this thought of like, you know, that God's words will be spoken mm -hmm. um, through me. Um well, I'm going to get it wrong, uh, through me and forgetting one of them through me, um, beyond me mm. and when needed in spite of me. Right. And I just, I, yeah, I, I love that I thought. Know. And that's, that's really at the end of the day. If, you know, I've had these conversations with, with my husband about, you know, it's hard to, to grow something, especially something again, that's counterculture. So I often have conversations with him about, am I do, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, am I doing it wrong? Like is, and should I, should I reconsider this and, and maybe change it up? And he's always like, no, like, yeah, I love it. It's worth it. Yeah. All, everything yeah. that you're doing is helping people. And I just think at the end of the day, you know, it, if I die with $0 in the bank, hopefully I've at least helped some people right. live their lives better. Right. And, and yeah, to your point, like 
I do care about the impact. Mm-hmm. I think there's great value in that. Money is a man-made thing. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think if if people can take hold of their time, which is even more valuable than money. I mean, it's more fleeting. You can always make more money and you can't make more time. Right. And right. I just think that that impact, like that is what matters to me Yeah. because that's ultimately what changes someone's day from, from bad to good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, and I think too, Samantha, and we've talked a lot about it as a, as a woman of faith myself, that, that a lot of times um, we'll get the call and it's just uncomfortable. Like, no. I didn't really just hear that, but you took the call and you ran with it and you oh. are, and I think a lot of your drive, and, and that's why I, I, I know that it's passion. It's coming from a place of passion is, is really just God driven and it's, and oh. it's, it's Christ centered and you're, you're good. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And I think every now and then, like the stories that you've shared just on this podcast and, and a dozen others that we've shared um, when we've had conversations are those, those subtle little whispers of, Hey girl, you're on the right track. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And I love seeing those yeah. happen. Yeah. I need those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes we all do because life gets hard. And so you need that encouragement that you're going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and so I love seeing them, not just in, you know, things falling into place for production of the planners. Right. Um, but, but a uh, customer feedback, right. you know, someone saying, um, I got a message once that someone told me that they had heard about the planners and they had a dream about the planner. And so they thought it was a sign that they should go ahead and purchase one. <gasps> I was like, what? someone besides me is dreaming about my planners. <laughs> Thank God. I love and it. I love it. It's just, it's so fun to see that kind of stuff happen. And I think those are what I like to call God winks. Yeah. Like that yeah, nudge. Absolutely. You're in the right direction. Just keep absolutely. it up. Absolutely. reach more people, help more people. Like, and, and I just, that's, that's really one of my favorite things about doing this. And just simply I'm more present in my life than I've ever yeah. been. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel that in this busy, you know, day and age, mm-hmm. I'm growing, you know, a huge, what I hope to be a huge impactful company. Right. And on top of managing lots of aspects of life, including some, you know, passion-based committees and side hustles and things. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm doing all of it while still being there for my family and my yeah. husband and yeah. myself. And so I say, I would say like, it's, it works. Like I, I couldn't go out and, and encourage people to go down this road if I didn't right. see firsthand that yeah. it worked. And you're and you're and you're living proof of it. Number one, and and I always say, you know, we can't take our clients where we haven't been ourselves, and yeah. and and I think the the beauty of for us as coaches is that it forces us constantly out of our comfort zone, because oh, yeah. we we have to be in alignment, or we're not going to be able to, you know, help the clients get the results that they deserve and that they come to us for. It, it's possible that subconsciously I knew that if I started a company centered around work-life balance that could never backslide. Like perhaps, <laughs> perhaps that's really what has happened here. I love it. I love it. I, I can never it. be late and I have to have that's work-life it. balance. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And, and Samantha, if, if for the listeners, cause you know, I have my own definition of you. Um, if we looked you up in the dictionary, what would it say? Whew. Um, 
I'm trying to think about like the framework of a, a dictionary definition so that I can get this right. Like, is it words? Is it sentences? Um, I think it would say um, a woman of action, a woman of faith, an ambitious soul, an encourager, um, a low touch, no nonsense realist. I love probably it. something along those lines. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and and I know in your modesty you won't say it, but I'm going to tell you she's one of the givingest people I've ever met in my life. Um, so I would add that to the definition, but I love it and I can totally see everything that you said. So Samantha, how do people find you? How do they? What are your call letters? Your tags? Whatever yeah. you young people call that stuff. Yeah. So um, I'm old school. There is actually a phone number to reach me still, but most of the hip kids would want the website origamiday.com and then all the social Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. all of that is my origami day, Mm -hmm. or you can find me personally at the Samantha Lane. So those are sort of the social, the socials. I love it. Orgomiday.com will, will it's super you know, easy. Tr- super reach easy. you out to all the rest. And of it's us. a beautiful site. So you're gonna full of full chock full of resources. So listen, uh, best piece of advice you've ever gotten. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I know, I'm, I know. you've been oh my gosh. That's the hardest question so far. I'm so lucky that I've had so many mentors in my life, so many wise people. And maybe part of it too, is that like somewhere in life, I learned the importance of listening. So like, I know that I don't know everything. Yeah. Um, gosh, best piece of advice. Um, gosh, you might stump me with this one. Cause I can think of so many. Um, oh, okay. Let's, let's do you one better. What advice would you give 18 year old Samantha? Oh, yeah. Okay. So again, lots. I'll be like, listen, girl, like, <laughs> How get yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> We're going to talk about some stuff. Um, I think I'd actually probably like loop her in to 35 year old Samantha's core values. Like what became the core values of origami day that when I shared them with my husband, he said, that's pretty much you. Um, so the things that I would tell her to strive for or to keep in mind, the, 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 the three nuggets would be to um, always do what's right. And I know that sounds so vague and cliche, but I just think at the end of the day, like our gut tells us what we need to know and, and we know what's right and what's not. And I have found time and time again in my life when I trust my gut and make the decision that maybe isn't easy, but I know is right. It always works out for the better. Always. It's always the right choice. So do what's right. Um, Leave it better. I think whether that's a a relationship, an environment, um, I never burn a bridge and I I don't believe anyone should. I am all about a wake of positivity. Whatever comes behind me should be better than what it was before me. And that is huge, huge, huge. And then last is to just keep the faith. I mean, who knows? We could all discover one day that, that it's a load and there is no (laughs) anything beyond this, but I mean, I don't believe that, but whether it's believing in God or a different higher power or humanity or self or whatever, I just think there's such value in keeping the faith in something and letting that 
that hope, that belief drive you. Because I do think that even if it, again, if it's one day proven false, it still makes life a little easier. Absolutely. I love it. Girl, girl, (laughs) so much fun. Listen, I know um, how valuable your time is and how busy you are. Um, even though you've got it all balanced, you're still, everybody wants a piece of you. So I am. I like to say I live a full life. Yes. Yes. There you go. But, but I, I really am grateful because I know, I know that, that, um, that, that, that time is finite, as you say. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm extremely grateful that you were here. I know what a huge blessing, uh, you've always been to me and I know what a huge blessing you're going to be to our listeners. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm so honored that you came to play with us. Oh, I appreciate you. I love any chance to talk to you. And I especially love any chance to um, to share my passion slash get on a soapbox about I love it. management. I love, it. I love it. So good. So good. So say hi to Mark for me. And see, guys, what I mean now, um, go out there and uh, be good and do great and go play outside. It is beautiful today. Have fun.